This is Kenyon Drake, and you listen to Roster Watch. Gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, and this is the week three DFS walkthrough and breakdown edition of the podcast. Of course, it is brought to you by mybookie.ag. Uh, go to mybookie.ag today and use promo code ROSTER for a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. More on that a little bit later. But uh, first, uh, before we get started, you guys, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you could please give it a like, if you could please subscribe, ring the bell, whatever that, whatever the hell that means. Um, I think it means it. I think it means that you click on notifications. You'll know when our content comes on. Um, we would really appreciate it. If you're listening to this on Apple podcasts, we would greatly appreciate you re- reviewing, giving us a five-star review. It's super easy. All you do is you're, if you're on your phone and you appreciate this podcast, you find it valuable if you find the Tradecast valuable, which I think is personally the probably the most valuable podcast in all of season-long fantasy football that Byron does uh, on, on, on Wednesdays to help you navigate trades and, and understand what the hell you should be doing with those things, the waiver wire pod, all that. Man, we put a lot of work into it, and just the number of listeners to it has grown so much, but the number of ratings and reviews haven't. And I, just, I, I wonder if it's because people don't know how. It's like what you do is you just literally scroll up, on your phone when you're on the roster watch podcast, just scroll up, find the stars and just hit the stars. Like it takes you two seconds. So we would really, really appreciate it. It'll go a long way with our um, management team helping us to keep all this stuff from outside the paywall. So anyway, we'll get started. Uh, Let's just start breaking down the slate as always. uh, You know, where do you start? Let's just start with the Raiders at the Patriots. The Raiders have a 20.5 implied team total. The Patriots a 26.5 implied team total here in this one um if we look at the bets coming in on the DraftKings sportsbook we have the 26 percent of the bets are on the raiders plus the five and a half points along with 17 percent of the money 74 percent of the bets along with 83 percent of the money or i i think rightly on the on the patriots so we, we have the uh, the patriots are a big public favorite here but it seems like the the money is is behind them and look the raiders are a paper tiger is, is that the right way to say it a paper lion paper tiger whatever they're frauds <laughs> like they're a fraudulent 2-0 team I I really do think that Belichick will have something schemed up after that tough loss versus the Seahawks to to just really really neuter these guys I think that probably what that starts with is identifying the best player that he wants to take away I know it's we always say that that you know, that's kind of a cliche, cliche thing to say, but it is what Belichick wants to do. And I think clearly the best weapon that the Raiders have on the offensive side of the football is Darren Waller. And especially with Henry Ruggs being out, Henry Ruggs out for this game. I mean, Darren Waller has the by far the highest target share of any 
tight end in fantasy right now. Certainly any tight end on this slate at 38.7%. Um, followed only by, believe it or not, followed only by by Logan Thomas, who is like, he's in the top, Logan Thomas, we'll, we'll talk about Logan Thomas later, but uh, Logan Thomas, his target share is way down at 27%. So, you know, Darren Waller is just lapping the field as far as this is concerned, but it just feels like Belichick's going to find a way to take him away. And so whenever that happens, what do you do? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It didn't like I'm going to pivot to, you know, Hunter Renfro or Brian Edwards just hasn't been getting targeted one bit. I I don't know how the I don't know what the Raiders are going to do in this spot, which makes me think that, you know, Cam is certainly in, in play. But on dude, on, on, on DraftKings, the, the Patriots defense at home is only thirty two hundred dollars. So. I think on DK, it makes a lot of sense to go there with the uh, the Patriots defense, just because I can't I can't figure out a script in, in my head to where the Raiders are going to keep this close. It doesn't feel like a Josh Jacobs game. Josh Jacobs is too expensive. He's been questionable all week. I mean, Josh Jacobs is seventy three hundred, and we're going to talk about it. But it, you know, this slate we can just mention it now. Um, there are probably four there are four running backs on this slate on DraftKings and on FanDuel that people are going to be instantly gravitating to. It's going to be Miles Sanders first off. It's going to be Jonathan Taylor second, and it's going to be Kenyon Drake third. And then there's also going to be some people that want to mix in Devin Singletary for 4,900 now that Zach Moss is out. For cash games, that's kind of how it's going to go. And Josh Jacobs is more expensive than even the most expensive of those guys that I just mentioned. 300 more, so nobody's going to be on him. Maybe if it's that kind of game, we could go with Josh Jacobs. But I, I just don't see where the plays are on, on, on the Raiders' side here. Uh, I don't know. But they're going to have to get to the 20.5-point team total somehow. Maybe it's, you know, maybe I'm sort of overlooking J- Jacobs. What is the why, – why, what is his injury um, – let me just see here in the injury report for the Raiders. It has been oh, – I, I just typed in Oakland. Like, that's going to get me to them. Okay, so we have questionable. Josh Jacobs with a hip. Who else? Darren Waller's questionable. Out. We have Trent Brown still out. Kwiatkowski still out. Ruggs still out. The Patriots um, – well, we know that James White is still out. You know, prayers up for his family, Jesus. Um, but you know, he is still out. So let's just move to that side of the football with the running. the The, the running game is Cam Newton, and I think Cam Newton's a great play here. I th- I think that the Patriots are going to smash the Raiders, and Cam Newton could might score two touchdowns on the ground. I don't think that I can trust Sony Michelle, but way down at four K is Rex Burkhead. He had what forty percent of the carries last week. It was only six carries, but it was like I thought it was like thirty-eight, forty percent. And he had the six targets, so he stepped right into the James White role. He's a good player. He's good at the game. It's not like the Raiders are, you know, what's what is this matchup? Let me pull up the matchup tool. It isn't like the Raiders are any kind of any kind of tough matchup for opposing runners. We look at the matchup tool over at Roster Watch. The number seven matchup for opposing quarterbacks. The number three matchup for opposing running backs, uh, number 13 matchup for opposing wide receivers. So Julian Edelman in play, Nikhil Harry in play. Whenever you look at the week three NFL DFS flex values based on Vegas player props, the Vegas tool over at rosterwatch.com, all these tools you can find with a pro membership at Rosterwatch. It's only $5.99. I would really recommend going there, using the tools. You can start putting things together the same. I, I pull up the tools and I just fucking turn on the camera and just start talking. And You could do the same thing. Um, 
Nikhil Harry, I did notice though at 4,200 on DraftKings, he has a four and a half reception, 50.5 yard over under coming off his biggest game as an, as a pro last week versus Seattle, he's plus 160 to score. If you just take that versus the pricing, like I do, and I sort for you in the Vegas tool for DraftKings and for FanDuel, the prop, so what the Vegas implies versus what the pricing is, it would make Nikhil Harry the fifth best, the the fifth, uh, what the fifth best value on DraftKings on the whole entire slate. So just something to keep in keep in mind there. Nikhil Harry, Julian Edelman, Rex Burkhead, Cam Newton, defense. No interest from me anywhere else. Um, all right, let's move on to the next game here, and that is the Chicago Bears at the Atlanta Falcons. The Chicago Bears have a 21.75 implied team total. The Atlanta Falcons a 25.25 implied team total. That's a three, so it's a it's a three and a half point spread. We have 19% of the tickets on the Chicago Bears to cover that three and a half point uh, spread, and along with 15% of the money. So again. Another big public favorite at home here that has the money following it. 81% of the tickets on the DK Sportsbook so far have been with the Falcons along with 85% of the money. So the public is getting sharp support here for the Falcons. Let's look at the uh, injuries. So we have uh, Julio Jones, who – look, I don't even know if I'm going to play Julio Jones, who has a hamstring as a wide receiver one – in my season long leagues. It's one of my high stakes season long leagues, just because Julio Jones, there's no better decoy in the national football league than who Alshon Jeffrey's a great decoy, but Julio Jones is a great decoy when he's kind of hurt. Mike Evans is too. Um, I, these, these bigger outside alpha, somewhat lumbering wide receiver, although, you know, Julio's not lumbering, but the way that he separates isn't always just with pure, pure speed you know he's he's a size speed specimen for sure but he's a guy who can go up and body you so he can be in these sorts of situations wherever the defense still has to handle him in the same sort of way for contested catch situations etc it may in, in in the end it makes these guys good decoys right and how many times have we seen julio out the, he's basically a, basically a decoy last week um so he's off the board for me. There are just too many other, too many other good plays uh, on the on the Bears side. We have Khalil Mack questionable. We have Mario Edwards still questionable with the with the glute. We know that they have had struggles since the very beginning of the season with different uh, opt outs and, and and losing. I believe they lost their starting one technique to to a COVID opt out. So the the Chicago Bears a little bit hurting there along the defensive front. I, I mean. Uh, just on the Atlanta side, of course, you could play Calvin Ridley. But I just got done doing my show on Roto Grinders with my buddy Chief Justice and, and Derek Cardi. And Chief Justice, his, his conviction play of the whole slate. If you remember last week when I told you this, it was Stephon Diggs, and I didn't play him, but shit, I should have. I hope some of you did. Um, his conviction play is Russell Gage. He's 5,100 over on DraftKings this week. Calvin Ridley you could continue to go with him. The reason I'm just a little bit squeamish about Calvin Ridley, and it, it maybe it, it doesn't matter this week if Julio is banged up, but he's just he's playing so far over his head as far as uh, fantasy points over expectation. Um, let me just see if I can get my actual sheet here pulled up. So if we look at Calvin Ridley right now, so let's see Ridley. 
Alvin Ridley has an 85.1% snap share, a 25% target share. He's run 83 routes to, to Julio Jones' 78 routes, right? All that stuff looks awesome. He's scoring 31.9 fantasy points a game in PPR to Julio Jones' 14.55. He's getting eight receptions a game to Julio Jones' five and a half receptions a game. But Calvin Ridley has scored almost 22 points over his fantasy expectations so far this season. Whereas there are guys like, you know, whereas, you know, Julio Jones is only at, what, 3.6 over his expectation. So Calvin Ridley's been coming through in the touchdown department, and that has really buoyed his scoring um, as far as his weighted opportunity. His weighted opportunity is just right there with a guy like Mike Williams. So just something to keep in mind there. It's, it's not the best matchup for opposing wide receivers there. That's why I'm probably not going to be paying up for Calvin Ridley in this spot, unless I'm deciding to, to unless I'm deciding to stack this game. And if you were going to stack it, what it would likely be, would it would be, you know, maybe Matt Ryan and Ridley and Gage. And then on the other side, you could bring it back with Allen Robinson, who's a terrific play. You know, we talk about one side of the spectrum, the guy who's the most fantasy points over expectations so far this season at the wide receiver position being, um, being Calvin Ridley. Well, on the other side of the equation, the guy that's most due, it, well, the, the guy who's most due is A.J. Green. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen this week with A.J. Green. We'll talk about it. But the guy who's, who's second most due on the whole slate, the whole main slate, is Allen Robinson facing our number four matchup of the week. He's plus 125 to score this week. Uh, he's getting an 87.7% snap share. He's getting a 22.1% um, – uh, I'm sorry. He's getting a uh, 28.1% 28 target share. He's, 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 he's run 63 routes. His weighted opportunity is the fourth best on this whole entire slate of wide receivers. And the fantasy points under expectation for him is at almost 12 fantasy points under expectation, which, as, as I mentioned, the second most on the slate behind A.J. Green. So uh, we should be in for a bounce back for Allen Robinson. He's by far my favorite play on the Bears side. I think you can play, you can play Mitchell Trubisky because uh, the Atlanta Falcons have been uh, known to give up uh, rushing to opposing quarterbacks. Shit. I mean, we saw it last week with Dak Prescott. Um, this is a bad defense. So there are a bunch of ways you can stack this game. It's a relatively high total. I think that there, you know, you could, you could do worse than this one uh, when we're going to see all of the ownership. All the ownership is going to come from the two, two of the five, the 3.05 p.m. or I guess what, do you, what are you Eastern elites? What is it? The four o'clock games. We go by the central time zone here, here, here at roster watch the three Oh five PM and the three twenty five PM window. It's going to come from the Dallas Seattle games can come from the Detroit Arizona game. There could be lots of stacks in those two games. I don't think there are going to be too many of these early games that uh, get stacked. And th this is an interesting one. There's there some good pieces that have good matchups here. So, um, definitely wanted to keep that in mind and something to keep in mind too, guys, before we move on to the next game, one of the smartest things you can do is download the fantasy life app. It's a free app. We use them for their news alerts and their community. The fantasy life app, the fantasy life app sends breaking news alerts faster than anybody else. That's 100% true. Um, I have the app on my phone. I, 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 it's very likely that during this podcast, I'll, I'll get a, an alert from the fantasy life app. I got it in week one about um, uh, what was it? It was about Miles Sanders being out. Um, so it, 
you you can get your alerts before everybody else and you can get to your season long leagues and, and make moves before anybody else. They monitor thousands of reporters. so You don't have to and send important news as soon as it breaks. You never miss a relevant injury trade or other up, update. The fantasy life app also has in-depth reports and on-demand advice from a massive community. Download the fantasy life app for iOS or Android at fantasylifeapp.com and come in there and inter- interact with us. Byron's always in there doing AMAs. I get in there. It's a, it's a fun deal. So that's the Fantasy Life app. All right. On to the next game here. Cincinnati at Philadelphia. We have a 21.5 implied team total for the Cincinnati Bengals, a 26-point implied team total for the Philadelphia Eagles. We have 54% of the bets here on Cincy plus 4.5 and 46% of the money. We have 46% of the money on the Philadelphia Eagles and 54% of the of, of, of the money. So I'm sorry, 46% of the bets, 54% of the money. So even flip-flop there at the DraftKings Sportsbook. This is probably the other game besides Atlanta-Chicago. that I, I can see a million ways to stack this. My favorite play on the whole entire slate is Miles Sanders. Um, he's just he's in a he's in a terrific, terrific spot. He's facing our number two matchup of the week for opposing running backs. He's only 6,400. He's minus 165 to score. He has an 82.5 yard rush prop. He has a three and a half reception over under with massive juice on the on the over. So we can apply him for four receptions here and 27.5 receiving yards. So basically Vegas implies he's going to go for about 110 rushing plus receiving. And with minus 165 with, you know, 82.5, maybe prorate in a little bit of that, a little bit of that DraftKings bonus. I mean, he's showing up on the Vegas tools is by far the, the best value on the whole entire slate. And he'll be the guy that I'm, I'm certainly, certainly locking in. Um, but, you know, here's the, I mean, Jalen Rager's out in this game. Who else? Is, let me just, find, let me pull up the injuries. Cause there are, there are a lot of players who are out and um, I want to make sure I, I don't, I don't leave any of them. Uh, Jalen Rager though is the most important for our purposes because I think that really opens up this really opens up to Deshaun Jackson to some degree. Um, Jesus, man, where's my injury report? I can't just keep on stammering around. And okay, so we have all right. So Alshon Jeffries out, Jalen Rager's out. Oh, and, and Fletcher Cox is, is questionable, which is big. That's that's big for that's big for Joe Burrow. That's big for Joe Mixon. I mentioned earlier that just okay. We talked about the Eagles side. Carson Wentz is fine. The two tight ends are fine. I don't know what to do about these two tight ends. They basically come to the same price, Dallas Goddard and Zach Gertz uh, over on, on DraftKings and on FanDuel. It feels like maybe Zach Gertz could, is probably the play on DraftKings, but Goddard's probably the play on FanDuel just because he he's, he's so much cheaper over there. Um, if you listen to some of the people, I mean, if, if you watch some of the, listen to some of these Philadelphia podcasts and these Eagles podcasts, a lot of these people are acting kind of, kind of like they're, I know it's just fan sentiment, but they're kind of acting like they're a little bit done with Zach Ertz. And, you know, it's time to move on with Dallas Goddard here and you know, see what we can get for Zach Ertz and a possible trade, et cetera. So not sure that's the feeling of the club. I, I, I know it doesn't, it doesn't mean shit what fans think, but um I just have trouble deciding between those two. And there are some players a little bit farther down the salary range that I'm more interested in. So we will, uh, uh, I'll leave that to you guys. If you want to play one of them, it's, it's probably, it's, it's not, it's not a bad matchup for opposing tight ends, the uh, opposing tight ends here in this spot. So Goddard, 
Our number 14 matchup of the week is, is the Cincinnati Bengals for opposing tight ends. Um, I think that if it was me, I'm just I'm interested in Miles Sanders. I could play Carson Wentz just because he seems too cheap on DraftKings. Uh, maybe stack him with Miles Sanders and hope for a double dip on a nice receiving long receiving touchdown for Miles Sanders. Maybe go with Deshaun Jackson. Um, that's sort of how I see it. It's just going to be uh, besides the tight ends. All it's going to be besides Miles Sanders and Deshaun Jackson is JJ Ortega Whiteside and Greg Ward and stuff like that. So a pretty pretty clear target tree. And then on the other side, my only deal with A.J. Green and the big bounce back this week is Darius Slay. I just I don't know if it's going to come this week. I don't think that A.J. Green's washed, but I think let's wait till next week when he's facing a better matchup. I think the play this week is probably Tyler Boyd um, versus uh, Philly's Philly's linebackers. That it that's just their linebackers and their safeties are just not very good. And it goes to show actually with our uh, with our projection here for. Drew Sample, who now sort of comes into play. If you remember last week after CJ Uzoma got hurt, Drew Sample came in and got uh, you know massive volume. We see that that uh, if you combine the volume from those two, it's like one of the best opportunity shares in all of fantasy last week for the tight ends from from Joe Burrow. Now that did have to do with the matchup being Cleveland. That was a very good matchup, but if Phillies are no, our number six matchup of the week for opposing tight ends, and Drew Sample is a guy who you know, we've seen him dating back to his time at the Senior Bowl, and we always liked him as a dude that was one of these true dual threat tight ends who can go out and catch and he can block. And I, I, I personally like those guys. I know some people say, well, I, I don't care if my tight end is on the field blocking. I just want him on the field for the 55% of snaps where he's running routes. And yeah, that's that's true, but you also kind of like a guy that can be in, in those heavy formations that down on the goal line, whenever they're looking like they're going to run it and all the Joe Mixon owners are lining up and they're rubbing their hands like this for a touchdown. And Drew Sample slips out on a little, you know, on, on a little curl and he's wide open because everybody thinks it's a run. And, and so for that kind of, you know, that small little bit of edge, just, be, you know, having a guy that could be out on the field that often, it could be it, it could be meaningful. So I like Sample. I like Tyler Boyd. I'm not sure how much I like Joe Mixon. I, I did see he came in with a decent enough decent enough prop. 65 and a half uh, rushing yards, two and a half receptions, at 17.5 through the year. He's plus 110 to score. But Philly, like we said, now this matchup of 22 overall. Uh, I'm not sure. I'd have to go in and see. I haven't gone in and looked at the guts of it this week to see what it's done with Fletcher Cox. But, um, you know, go to Roster Watch. I'll, I'll, after the show, I'll make a note to go look at that, and I will update it with Fletcher Cox. If, uh, if it turns out that, it, that's not, that his questionable status is not being taken into account. All right. On to the next one. San Francisco 49ers of the New York Giants. Ugh. It's just this crappy field, man, of the Giants, uh, 49ers, 23-point implied team total. The Giants at 19.5 implied team total. 70% of the bets are on the 49ers here, minus, minus four traveling for a noon game all the way across the country with a one of the most banged-up teams there is. Let me just look at the injury report here for the for the 49ers. Okay, so we have we have Jimmy Garoppolo who's out. 
We have George Kittle who's out. We have Raheem Mostert who's out. We have Tevin Coleman who's out. We have Dre Greenlaw who's out, the linebacker. We have D Ford who's out. We have Akello Witherspoon who is questionable with a hammy. On top of the other losses that these guys have suffered, that is just ridiculous. So we, it's going to be Nick Mullen starting at quarterback. We've seen in the past that um, he'll he'll dump it off to his running backs. I think it makes Jarek McKinnon a good play. The question you need to ask yourself is, all right, well, this team likes Jarek McKinnon. He hasn't really played any meaningful snaps since, what, 28, 28, 2017? Jesus, was it 2017? Because he was signed in 2018. When's the last time Jarek McKinnon even fucking played? It's like um, – as as usual, always always very 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 organized for this pod. Is I'm just kind of throwing throwing my ideas against the wall. He hasn't played since I don't think he's played since 2017. He hasn't played since 2017. So um, it's like, was he had so far, he's had nine 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 touches in 2020. Uh, so are they going to go easy on him? We know that Jeff Wilson is I've, – I've, I've seen Jeff Wilson, the, the other guy that's going to be in there, score too many touchdowns for me to think that Jarek McKinnon is going to be used down at the goal line. The question, though, is do, do we expect Jarek McKinnon to really pick up a lot in the receiving game to make up for whatever the pass-catching backs and, and George Kittle weren't able to do? Uh, interestingly enough, uh, uh, Jordan Reed has an excellent – uh, prop this week four and a half receptions 52.5 yards so they do think that the Vegas does think that Jordan Reed will pick up some of the slack I don't know what to make of Jared McKinnon I'm not playing him just because right in that same range I think that Devin Singletary who we'll talk about a little bit later is probably a little bit safer and who I would prefer in in cash but I think it's probably fine um I like Jordan Reed I think I'm going to get him onto the cheat sheet after this prop because he was only missing it by one trend and with the prop, I'm just going to add that as a trend and that'll make him get on the cheat sheet for DraftKings at 4,000. I plan on, I plan on playing him at teams that I don't use uh, drew sample or Logan Thomas, or if I don't want to pay up slightly to get to one of the Eagles or get to uh, Hunter Henry, who we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, is there anything on San Francisco? I mean, you can't play Brandon. Ayuk. you can't, I think it's the running back. I mean, I, could you play Jeff Wilson? Ugh, I don't know. I, I don't know about that. Not on DraftKings. That, that's a guy who could legit get you, you know, a, a three-pointer. Um, he's a guy who could legit, legit get you like a 6.8-pointer a by having like one rush, you know, or two rushes for six yards and one touchdown, you know. So um, uh, tread carefully there. And on the Giants side, so we have um, – Let's see, Giants. Who do we want to play here? Do you want to play Deion Lewis? No. Do you want to play? Well, I thought Sterling Shepard was out this week. Yeah, he's on IR. You want to play Golden Tate? I don't. Let me look at the matchup tool. Let me see if there's anything that pops here when I look at it for San Francisco because – Clearly, it, you know, we've had to manually sort of move down the matchup that they are for – but it's still like some of, the, some of these pieces that are hurt, like it's a bad matchup for opposing tight ends. And it's just a middling matchup across the board, even with all these guys hurt. So 
not as tough a matchup for Daniel Jones as I thought it was. I'm, look, I'm, I'm not playing any Giants. If the Giants go off against San Francisco when they're so banged up, I think it's fine. You know what? Maybe you could do is play the Giants defense. How much is the Giants defense? The Giants defense could be interesting. Um, let me just look and see here. So on DraftKings, Giants. Oh, no. Make this hard on me. Giants, 2,700. So they could be a good pivot off the Philadelphia Eagles, who I think a lot of people are going to be playing. Um, I actually like the I kind of like Giants D. I, I like that. So let's just let's just say that if you're going to um, if you're be playing it. <sighs> Looks like we have some people in the chat. Oh, Ronald Martinez, what's up, man? B. Ollie, what's going on? Joe Saviano, how you guys uh, how you guys doing? Minion Hunter, what's going on, brother? Uh, do you want to play McCole Hardman? Hey, Minion, we're not going to. For I don't think so, but this is just the main slate breakdown. Um, what an awesome game that's going to be for your Ravens, though, on Monday night. I, I've been waiting all offseason for that damn game. I, I can't – but we we won't be breaking that one down here. Um, sorry, I, I don't get to look at the chat much because I have all these other tools pulled up. Uh, okay, back to – what the hell was I doing? Uh, we were – I think we were moving on to the next game, right? We're on, we're on, we're on to the next game. Houston at Pittsburgh. Houston a 20.75 implied team total. Pittsburgh, a 24.75 implied team total. We have 43% of the tickets and 43% of the, of, of the money on the Texans, 55, 57 and 57 for the Steelers. So pe- people like the Steelers here, minus four. I was talking to my friends, like I said, on my show, I do the Blitz with Cardi and with Chief that I just got off of on Roto Grinders. You can actually watch that for free this week on YouTube if, if you're interested. Um if you just want to hear another hour of me <laughs> along with two other guys, at least talking DFS, but I, I couldn't get those guys to be interested in James Conner after last week. And after Benny Snell fumbled last week and just thinking about how crappy the Houston defense is, I, I, th- I think that this is a game where the Houston offensive line is terrible. We were promised a better offensive line. We were promised Larry me developing. We were promised, uh, you know, Titus Howard developing. We, we were we were promised some of these guards beginning to come into their own. They are still bad. Deshaun Watson still takes too many sacks. They, you know, the worst the worst pressure rate from football outsiders. I, I was looking at it earlier. I believe it's the worst adjusted adjusted pressure rate allowed. Whereas the Pittsburgh Steelers are getting the most pressure of any team. They're going to get some sacks. They could end up in good field position. Um, they're probably too expensive to buy, pay up for it, like 4,100 or 4K on DraftKings. But it could make some for some short fields for James Conner. And when James Conner came back, he, he played last week. Like he legitimately thought he was going to lose his job to Benny Snell. And Benny Snell comes in, he fumbles, and Mike Tomlin's just like, well, fuck, fuck this. We're going back to James Conner. And so with so many people flocking to Jonathan Taylor, so many people flocking to um, Kenyon Drake, so many people flocking to – Miles Sanders. I just feel like guys like Derrick Henry and James Conner, who in other situations we would consider to be good plays, simply are going to be overlooked. And I'm playing James Conner in tournaments this week. Um, you know, there's this big question now swirling around about who's better now, Deontay Johnson or Juju Smith Schuster. And I mean, by now it's kind of fair. I mean, it's kind of fair to ask, as weird as that is. Let's just look at both. Of, let's just look at them just in a vacuum. And if, sorry, let me um, 
let me go so I can just look at these two guys, these two jokers side by side. Okay, so Deontay Johnson has now gotten you less fantasy points per game than Juju Smith-Schuster. But Juju Smith-Schuster is also one of the guys who has the highest uh, total of uh, expected fantasy points or fantasy points over expectation on the whole entire season. Both of these guys are facing our number 10 matchup of the week. Deontay Johnson's getting 11 and a half targets per game. Juju's getting seven. Deontay's getting seven catches a game. Juju's getting six and a half. Deontay Johnson's getting 84 and a half percent snap percentage. Juju's getting an 88.4% snap percentage. Here's the big difference is the target share. 31.9% to 19.4%. They're running the same amount of routes, 72 to 70 routes so far. The yards per route run is better for Deontay Johnson at 2.1 per versus 1.7. The, the, the weighted up, the two biggest things that I see here are the weighted opportunity where Deontay Johnson on this whole entire slate, his weighted opportunity rating on the whole entire slate is number six behind only Adam Thielen, Julian Edelman, DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, and DeAndre Hopkins. And his, Fantasy points over expectation is just even. He's gotten exactly what's been expected. Whereas Juju has basically the third highest as far as points over expectation so far this season at nearly 16. So Big Ben said this week that he's working extra hard on making Deontay Johnson a featured part of the uh, of the game plan, establishing more of a connection with him. It's not like he hasn't been connecting with him. Jesus, I mean, what, what did I say? 11 targets a game. Um, you know, one of the highest weighted opportunity ratings. So if he's going to him more, he look, he's a good player. And the fact is, he's a he's a good bit cheaper on DraftKings. Juju is 6,600. Deontay is 5,400. I, I just... Where's the argument for Juju? I mean, I like, I hate to say it. Um, the one thing is Bradley Roby. I don't know. I said it last week. I don't know if I believe it after week one versus Tyreek Hill. I don't know if I believe it versus another fast guy like Marquise Brown. But it's kind of like Bradley Roby's been kind of good on these outside uh, on these outside receivers, and Deontay Johnson's going to see him. So maybe that's the way you go juju or you just pay up to be contrarian because Deontay Johnson surely is going to be a lot more, a, 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 a lot more popular overall. This is still our number, uh, our number. What is this on the matchup? Tool, our, our, our number 10 match for the week for opposing wide receivers, much, much better in the slot where, where juju operates. So if you want to be contrarian, you can at least have the matchup to fall, to fall back on. Um, okay. On the other side, Houston. Who the hell do you play for? I'm I'm not playing Will Fuller. Period. I'm I'm not playing Will Fuller in season long. So if I'm not playing him in season long, I'm not like like I said, man. I think that these guys are going to be in trouble. I think Deshaun Jackson's Deshaun Watson's going to get sacked a lot. And, um, I'd like the Pittsburgh defense if I could pay up for him, but I think my main interest in this game is James Conner. Let's go to Tennessee at Minnesota. The Tennessee Titans, a 26.25 implied team total. And the Minnesota Vikings, a 23.25 implied team total. That, in my mind, adds up to a 49.5 over-under, which one of the highest over-unders on the slate. And this is a game that absolutely nobody's talking about. No, I, and I mean nobody. I just want to click here and just see what the ownerships are going to be on some of these guys. Derrick Henry, 7.4% projected ownership. 
Dalvin Cook. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 4.5% projected ownership. Adam Thielen, 12.1%. Ryan Tannehill, sub 2%. Kirk Cousins, sub 2%. Corey Davis, 2% versus the worst secondary in football. John New Smith, 8%. In a 50-point team total. I mean, if you're playing in tournaments and you're mass multi-entering and you don't try and stack this game a little bit, I I guess I'm not going to say you're doing it wrong, but it has kind of the makings that you want. It has one quarterback on one side that can hurt you with his rushing ability and Ryan Tannehill. You have a running back in Derrick Henry that everybody, their mom, their fucking sister, their dog, and their cat wanted to play last week versus Jacksonville before it flopped. Now no one's going to be on Derrick Henry. Sub 8% ownership. Derrick Henry can smash a slate. He can destroy a slate. This is a 26-point implied team total in this game, and there's no A.J. Brown for the Tennessee Titans. Where exactly are all these, where exactly are these 26.25 fantasy points coming from? or not fantasy, at least 26.25 real-life NFL points where the actual pigskin crosses over the, the painted line. Derrick Henry's an awesome play. Ryan Tannehill's kind of a good play. And as much as I hate to say it, man, Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys, these guys keep probably good plays. That Minnesota defense is, is awful. That secondary is terrible. They're depending on Holton Hill from Texas. Speaking of Texas... Looks like it's zero zero right now with Texas Tech. I need to get back to this here in a second. Um, okay, so clearly great over there. And then, you know, the good news is, is on the Minnesota side, if you want to stack it, you know just what to do. It's with Dalvin Cook and with Adam Thielen. Um, all right. Washington at Cleveland. Cleveland, a 26.25 implied team total here. The football team with an 18.75 implied team total. Well, I mean – can you play Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt? I just, whenever I look at this thing, I just say, well, Nick Chubb costs $6,900. That is $100 less than Jonathan Taylor playing against the Jets. And I'm just, I just say, no, thank you. There's no way I can get to Nick Chubb whenever he's like, whenever Kareem Hunt is still in the, still in the picture. Kareem Hunt on FanDuel makes some sense because I believe he takes up less than uh let me just I'll, I'll tell you exactly what percentage of your salary it is but he's a he's a much better value over there on FanDuel even though FanDuel doesn't take the receiving and yeah he's two almost three percent of your salary less over on FanDuel on FanDuel which has, has a 60k uh salary cap he's only 100 dollars more than he is on on um, DraftKings so I'm playing one of those guys I want to play Kareem Hunt and I want to play him over on uh over on FanDuel. On the other side of this game, on the on the football team side, uh, you know, Terry McLaurin, he's I believe he's 5,900. I'm always gonna I'm always gonna consider uh Terry McLaurin. Um 
He's seeing a 27% target here. He's out there for 94% of the snaps. Um, you know, the, the number of routes a little bit lower than you would like, you know, um, but he's running about the same number of routes so far as that that Tyler Lockett has run. So I think it's fine. He's run the same number of routes so far as like T Y Hilton. Um, some of these other guys, he's run more routes than Tyreek Hill. So don't worry too much about that because if you look at the, um, the yards per route run, he's at, so if you just take the total number of routes and you don't do it the way that I don't like to do it the way that pro, I think pro football focus has some proprietary way that they do yards per route run. If you just do it the simple old fashioned way and you just say, you take the number of routes and you divide it by the number of yards that this player has or the number of yards this player has and divide it by the number of routes. Terry McLaurin has the highest yards per route run on the whole entire slate outside of Chase Claypool. And Chase Claypool has only run 19 routes, so it's not really a suitable sample. So Terry McLaurin is, is super efficient. He gets it done, and he gets to face Cleveland, who I believe Denzel Ward is banged up this week. Denzel Ward, of course, we know a former teammate of Terry McLaurin's, two guys who from Ohio State, two guys who were former um, former teammates and dudes who've obviously gotten in races before. That I would expect that to be a competitive dogfight of a uh, – of a wide receiver cornerback matchup there, but let me just pull up the injury reports to see if Denzel Ward, he's questionable. He's questionable with a, with a groin. So keep that in mind. If we get word that there's no Denzel Ward, um, certainly would pick things up for uh, Terry McLaurin, especially with Steven Sims now being questionable with a toe. And Antonio Gibson, man, he like, and any given week he could pop. <laughs> so I like if you play tournaments, I would say just keep on keep on rolling out Antonio Gibson and oh Lo- Logan Thomas. So that we need to mention Logan Thomas. He's cheap. Um, uh, you know, we t- we talked about you know weighted opportunity and target share at the at the at the wide receiver position. If you look at it at the tight end position, Logan Thomas is second in fantasy, second in football, so second in the NFL really. As at the tight end position, as far as his target share, he's, he's a 27% target share. He's, he's getting eight and a half targets a game. He's run 64 routes. Who, who's run more routes than, than Logan Thomas at the tight end position? Who's on this slate? Evan Ingram, Hayden Hurst, Dallas Goddard. Who has better weighted opportunity on this slate? Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey. I mean, Logan Thomas is running hot like the sun right now. He gets Cleveland, which is our number one matchup for opposing tight ends. I don't think you need, I need to really spell it out for you anymore. Logan Thomas is a good play this week, and I'll, I will be considering him as my cash game tight end. On to the next one. One more before we get to the afternoon games, and I can get to watching the Texas Longhorns, who are, who are already up 7-0 here in this one. As DeMarvion Overshown, oh Jesus, DeMarvion Overshown, and then Chris Brown missing tackles in the open field. Los Angeles Rams at the Buffalo Bills. The LA Rams a 22.75 implied team total. The Buffalo Bills a 24.25 implied team total. The big news here, of course, no big news, I guess, on both sides. But the big news for the Buffalo Bills is no Zach Moss this week, which brings Devin Singletary clearly into play. 
as uh, uh, sort of a third running back option if you're looking to pay down and you don't want to pay up for Miles Sanders, JT, and or if you don't want to like Zeke is going to be Zeke or Henry or one of the, you know, if you want two of those big name dudes, Connor, it makes a lot of sense to get Singletary in at, at, at 4,900. Uh, he has one of the best props in the Vegas tool. The over-under uh, for his re- his receptions was two and a half with a lot of juice there on the over. But the other thing is, I mean, 62.5 rushing yard over-under and a 19.5 yard receiving over-under. He's also minus 115 to score on score this week, which is which would be absurd if Zach Moss were to be healthy because you not only have Josh Allen to worry about down at the goal line, sniping away, you know, quarterback sneaks and stuff like that. Quarterback powers, QB dives, designed runs. But Zach Moss was kind of looking like he was going to take on that role. So, the, you know, this is a week, I mean, smoke movie got him with Devin Singletary. He's, he, he, he's not priced for a Zach Moss injury. If he was priced for a Zach Moss injury, he'd be something more like 5,800. So, I think that he's fine. And um, I just think, you know, guys like St- Stefan Diggs on FanDuel is so much cheaper than on DraftKings. I think he's playable over there. But look, this this Rams defense is actually kind of been good. Um, they have a new defensive coordinator. They have – let me just look at the – let me look at what the matchup tool says. So the Rams, the number 25 matchup for opposing quarterbacks, number 31 matchup for opposing wide receivers – a middling to tough matchup for opposing running backs, but not as, not as bad. It's, it's, it's more tough for wide receivers and for quarterbacks. That's what has me focused in on, on, on Devin Singletary. And on the Rams side, on the other side, I know people are talking about Robert Woods this week. I, why did he, why are people switching to Robert Woods when he's going to play against Tredavious White? I don't get it. I, I think this is more of a, I think this is more of a Cooper cup game. If I was good, if, if, if I could only play one, one Rams receiver this week, it would be Cooper Cup. And I also have to mention that Tyler Higby on FanDuel is absurdly priced uh, in comparison to where he is on DraftKings. He is actually um, only 200 more on DraftKings than he is on FanDuel. And I think he's a much better player over there. He's plus 260 to score this week. And the thing, the thing, the thing about Higby is he's been on the field for 87.3% of snaps. I know the number of routes has, has, has been low. But uh, the second best yards per route run on the whole entire uh, this whole entire slate, besides Travis Kelsey, four point seven versus four point three. Just for comparison, Darren Waller's like two point eight. So uh, Tyler Higby has been um, super efficient, not only with you know clearly got in the box three times last week. He is operating operating at like you know, almost 20 points over fantasy expectations so far early in the season. He's, he's going to regress, but, but the point is that's because of the touchdowns. As far as when he actually runs routes, he's, he's, he's more efficient in the, in the yardage uh, category than any tight end on this slate, not named Travis Kelsey, or at least he has been so far this season. No interest in Malcolm Brown or Daryl Henderson for me. I just, that, that game of whack-a-mole was something that I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to partake in. I know Henderson looked good last week, but I'll be damned if I'm going to trust that guy any farther than I can, than I can throw him. Um, yeah, I think that does it. Let's move on to the, uh, let's move on to the, to the, to the 3 PM Eastern 3 PM central games. First, I need to tell you that we're rolling into fall and in my bookie, that can only mean one thing. It is winning season. 
Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contests, survivor, and more. At my bookie, winning season is all about your chance to win big. Bet the NBA playoffs. You can bet Major League Baseball, UFC, and then some. The craziest sports summer has turned into fall, and it's the craziest of your lifetime. It's finally here. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash, invest in your intuition. Select from hundreds of futures bets, or you can bet the games in real time with my bookie's live betting. Put that big brain of yours to good use. Use promo code ROSTER, R-O-S-T-E-R, all caps, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Thousands of cross-sport wagers, props, and parlays await. Sign up now to bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie. And remember, use promo code ROSTER to get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. So if you put in $100, you get an extra $100 to play with. If you put in $1,000, you get an extra $1,000 to play with. MyBookie.ag, promo code ROSTER. The NFL has been good to us. They've heard my bitching, dear listeners and, 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 and viewers, about only three games in the afternoon. What the hell, man? What the hell's wrong with you? So we get five afternoon games this week, two of them at the 305, and then uh, three more coming up at 325. If you're winning to start the day, I wouldn't tweet out any screenshots of your big tournament wins until <laughs> – we get through these afternoon games because I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of fantasy action heavily concentrated in these. And it starts out with the Carolina Panthers at the Los Angeles Chargers. Carolina, an 18.5 implied team total. The Chargers, a 25-point implied team total. We have 25% of the tickets on the Panthers to cover that 6.5 points, along with 21% of the money. Three-quarters three of the public on the DK Sportsbook is on the Chargers here, along with 75% of the handle that they've taken in over – 79% of the handle that they've taken in over there. So everybody's on the Chargers here, minus six and a half. Everybody loves Justin Herbert. They love what he's done with Austin Eckler. Um, it looks like Josh Kelly might be in a little bit of a squeeze somewhat here in the number one matchup of the week for opposing running backs. But thankfully, uh, Justin Jackson has been downgraded to doubtful. He'll be back eventually, but now Joshua Kelly, all this means is he gets another week to get a stranglehold on this sort of 1B job to Austin Eckler's 1A. I really like Kelly this week. I think Eckler is a good play this week as well. It's just Eckler is in a price range so much higher. You can pay down to 5K to get Joshua Kelly, and you can get on him as opposed to Devin Singletary. Those are two good plays right there if you're looking to pay down for your, for your third running back option, which makes a lot of sense with a lot of these builds. If you want to play Kyler Murray, your quarterback, and you want to play DeAndre Hopkins as a wide receiver, along with two stud stud running backs, one pay down option at tight end like Drew Sample and Logan Thomas, you can figure out about how those bills work. Um, but uh, again, and you guys know that my mind works for cash games, like so I wouldn't necessarily say that you know if, if you're playing tournaments, all all, all bets are off. I, I I just feel like that. So I wouldn't go put a million bills like that into the millionaire maker. But if you're playing cash, I think you're going to run into a lot of bills that are that are kind of like that. Um, I don't know about Keenan Allen or Mike Williams or any of these guys. I do think Hunter Henry. I'll just say this. Hunter Henry is popping in our model for the DFS cheat sheet. He's on the DFS cheat sheets that you can find at rosterwatch.com. Um, I don't always know exactly what. I mean, we we built the models, but I don't always know exactly why. You know, I don't always go and investigate um, with 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 Hunter Henry. I think it just has to do with the target uptake, man. It just seems like Justin Herbert really likes that guy. Um, 
but Herbert kind of was good for everybody except for Mike Williams. He's like kryptonite for that guy. Good for good for everybody else, which is fine with me because I, I don't like to play Mike Williams anyway. Um, the Carolina side, you know, no, no Christian McCaffrey, Mike Davis. Uh, he's another guy right there in that same price range with Joshua Kelly with Devin Singletary. And if you look on the Vegas tool, it actually thinks Mike Davis is a better value because Mike Davis has a four and a half reception over under on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, there is heavy juice on the under. So let's just say that we're being implied that he gets four receptions, 42 and a half rushing yard, four reception, 30.5 receiving yard. That's 73 total yards. If he's plus 115 to score, that is an implied projected scoring on DraftKings of 14.09 points. That's 2.76x value on the $5,100 salary. That's the sixth best value on the slate. So I don't know if I have a blind spot to Mike Davis. I don't know if it's because I think that the Chargers defense is so damn good. I don't really want to play anybody against them because I, I, I think the Panthers are so bad. But we did see last week, man, but, you know, McCaffrey goes out and Mike Davis gets peppered with what, what did he get, eight targets? It was more targets than, than – it was more targets than McCaffrey's seen. you got to think DJ Moore is going to pick up some of the slack for Christian McCaffrey, maybe especially in the receiving game. They're similar – they're kind of similar guys in what they can do after catch. You know, in the in the short and in, in intermediate passing game, you got to figure that Curtis Samuel, who took four snap, I believe four snaps last week at running back. You know, Joe Brady has said, Matt was Brady or Matt. I think it was Joe Brady has said this week that Curtis Samuel could play running back. I don't think he's going to do that much, but I I do think that it adds a little bit of juice, adds a little bit of juice to the squeeze there to that he could get some carries out of the backfield and maybe get a little bit more involved. They're going to have to scheme some things up to make up for, for McCaffrey being out for the next four to, you know, who, who, who knows? He says he wants to get back sooner than that, but um, Mike Davis, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, boy, you talk about one of these guys that's fantasy points over expectation. Where, what is it for Robbie here? Let me just, let me look at all these guys and just sort of see, let's, let's compare the group. So Robbie Anderson, um, yeah, Jesus. So he he's he scored 21.65 fantasy points per game so far. So whenever we consider he's run 77 routes, DJ Moore's run 79 routes, Curtis Samuel's run 58 routes. Curtis Samuel is just horrible in his yards per route run. Robbie Anderson's been better than DJ Moore in his yards per route run. The weighted opportunity has been much better for DJ Moore, who's actually – do some positive regression as far as his fantasy scoring. He's about eight points under expectation right now, whereas Robbie Anderson's almost 18 points over expectation for what he's been doing. So the fact that, I don't know, I mean, 77% of snaps versus 88% of snaps for DJ Moore. I just think, I think I'd be more interested in DJ Moore here, but he's 900 more than Robbie Anderson. It's like, I don't know where on this Carolina Panthers I'm going to go. I, 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 I want some Josh Kelly. I want some Hunter Henry in this game. Probably sprinkle in some Mike Davis. DJ Moore is just so much of a better player than Robbie. I, I just I don't know how long Robbie Anderson can 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 keep this up. 
All right, we move on through the uh, through the 305 games, and the next one we get to is the New York Giants and the Indianapolis Colts, the crappy Giants who are just coached by a fucking moron, Adam Gaze, who inexplicably does – I'm not even going to start on Chris Herndon from last week. 16.25 implied team total. Indianapolis, a 27.75 implied team total. Uh, is anybody um, is anybody betting on the Jets? 42% of the bets are on the Jets by idiots because only 6% of the money's on the Jets. So it's a bunch of poor people betting on the Jets, which makes sense because these people obviously have gone to the poorhouse by doing idiotic things like betting on the Jets. 42% of the public, only 6% of the money. That's how you go broke. I mean, that's, that's like that tells you the story there. 58% of the tickets are on the Colts along with 94% of the money. Jonathan Taylor, any, anybody? The best offensive line versus the worst defensive line? Any interest? I'd like to play the Colts defense and Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, 7K. People are saying he's getting too expensive. It's like, fuck, too expensive for what? He's more, he's more expensive than last week, but yeah. But, I mean, what, what more do you... What more do you do you do you do you want? I'd be paying eight thousand for him. I'd be paying eighty three hundred for him. That's what he's he's going to be that soon, and we're going to have these kinds of conversations when it's this kind of matchup. Jonathan Taylor is facing our number twelve matchup of the week for opposing running backs, and it's even better than that when you take into account the offensive line versus the defensive line matchup. And he's only seven K. He has an almost 80-yard rushing prop. He has over a 20-yard receiving prop. He's, Vegas has him slated to catch three balls. He's minus 145 to score. He's the best running back prospect we've seen since Todd Gurley or Ezekiel Elliott. Just, I mean, get him in. Jack Doyle's back, so that takes the shine off of any Mo Alley-Cox sort of stuff. T.Y. Hilton this week said his grandma called him up and asked him what the hell was wrong with him. She couldn't recognize his, his play. So that was nice to not nice to hear. Could mean a big game for T.Y. Hilton. We know that he likes to uh, he likes to go bigger at home or in Houston, where he's basically made that his 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 second home. Um, but on the Jets side, I just don't know. I'm not playing Herndon. I don't give a shit what Cardi says about Chris Hogan. I'm not playing him. Josh Malone, not. Chris Hogan's been hurt all week. He's going to get hurt early in this game. It's going to swindle people. Braxton Berrios, like no, I don't want to play. I don't want to play any of them. I I'm not playing Herndon. I know it's probably. I mean, the same reasoning for playing Herndon. You could play him this week. I mean, the matchup isn't the best for Indy, and I. But I know that our matchup tool has taken into account that Malik Hooker is now out for the Colts. It still doesn't show up as the. It still doesn't show up as a as a terrific. As, as a terrific matchup, um, where where does it show up? Herndon, where does it show up here? I probably have Herndon so far down these rankings. Do I, did I not even? Well, that's a mistake. I, I I need to have Herndon in the rankings. I was so tilted. I just took him out of the rankings earlier. Um, <laughs> okay, the world, the matchup tool. Um, It's a bot. It's a bottom third matchup, even even without M- Malik Hooker. 
So no, no Jets. Just don't do it, man. Friends don't let friends play these Jets. I just, I'm not going to do it. I don't care how good it makes the rest of your lineup look when you pay, when you want to play Chris Hogan as your wide receiver three and just hope for 12 points out of, look, if you could guarantee me 12 points out of Hogan, I'd probably do it in cash. But I just, I'm not, I don't trust those Jets. I think they're terrible. I think Gase is awful. I think he should be, I think he should be fired on the tarmac after this game, win, lose, or draw. He shouldn't feel like, how does that guy still have a job? How does he keep getting jobs? We need, we're going to need Chris Herndon to go to another NFL franchise so he can get freed the same way that Kenyon Drake was freed and the same way that Devontae Parker was freed and the same way that Ryan Tannehill has been freed. And it's like, you know, and the list go, the list really, really does go on and on and on. Herndon will just be the next. So tilting. Detroit at Arizona. The Lions are, have a 25-point implied team total. The uh, Arizona Cardinals are 30.5 implied team total. Um, I wonder where the – how's the public betting this one? Uh, whoa. Whew. Okay, so only 10% of the tickets are on the Lions, along with 9% of the money, plus that five-and-a-half points. The, the Arizona Cardinals have 90% of the tickets and 91% of the money on DK. So everybody's on the Cardinals here. It's because Kyler Murray is going to be the top – quarterback play on the slate and he's an awesome one man people say yeah they say he's not going to run like he did before like he did versus washington because detroit can't get pressure like washington and that's true but so like do, do people watch these games a lot of this stuff is just kyler sort of rolling out and it being designed as it being designed as a read for him to just kind of him just kind of take it in and run to the open space. He's so fast. I, I still remember in the training camp when he first came in last year and Kyler Murray was running. Um, you know, remember we don't, we don't have a 40 time on Kyler, but he was running sprints after practice with the team and he was faster than Andy Isabella. So we, <laughs> it's like, that's an Ohio state track champion. So God, I mean, Kyler's fast and, you know, Matt Patricia plays this dumbass. you know, I mean, he, he plays man more than anybody else. And you play man, what happens? Your backs to the quarterback, the quarterback shimmies off and like creates space. Kyler's just a great play this week. Deandre Hopkins has a wonderful matchup this week. It's just, it's really an easy thing that makes you feel very comfortable to put in Kyler Murray, put in Deandre Hopkins, they're home, they're in a dome. Bad defense. It should be high scoring. It should be fast paced. Um, it's just good all around. And for the same reason, you want to play Kenyon Drake. This Lions defense is just is just bad. The matchup for Drake is is great. If I look at the Vegas tool, um, Kenyon Drake shows up very well on this thing. He looks like the seventh best value on the slate versus our number five matchup of the week. He's minus one eighty five to score. We saw less Chase Edmonds in week two than we saw in week one, which is always um, always comforting to know that we're not going to get swindled with a guy. That, but, I mean, Kenny Drake's only only 6K here. And just when you look at it, I mean, he, he has been playing 68% of snaps. You know, it's the target share that worries you a small bit, on, only a 5.7% target share here. But as far as the, as, but he's at least he's he's out there running routes, right? 
He's out there running routes. He's being used in the passing game. He's t- he's tied for the he's tied right now for the what fifth most routes run by a running back on this whole entire slate. He's out there running routes. It's just it's just a, it's just a matter of a matter of Kyler finding him or, or matter of these routes working. But he he's a he's a piece that's been written into the to the to the to the passing game. So uh, the other thing about Drake too is like he's not one of these guys that's you know overperformed in such a such a major way. You know, he's not like a, you know, a Chris Carson or an Aaron Jones or, you know, an Alvin Kamara or one of these guys that's just had a, a ton of big time touchdown luck or, or, you know, a ton of dependency for those kinds of plays or, or, that, or that kind of efficiency. It's like it's still kind of it, we're still kind of waiting for it for him. And this is a scoring environment and a matchup that looks really good for Kenyon Drake. So that's why I said he's one of my top three favorite Running backs on this slate at this point, we've talked about all three Miles Sanders, Kenyon Drake, and Jonathan Taylor. Is it hard to get all three in and still get in DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler? Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. So you got to make some choices. And maybe for me and Cash, the choice might be to get off Drake if I'm looking to play Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins and pay down there to Joshua Kelly or to, um, or to Devin Singletary just because my hope would then be that this game turns into a DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray game and Kyler Murray rushes in for one and hits D hop for two others. And Drake just gets his, you know, four receptions for, you know, 32 yards and 62 on the ground, which would be fine, but not a monster that's going to, you know, that's going to come back to come, come back to kill me. Still love Drake though. I mean, he's like, I mean, he's a, the the models love him. He's like, I'm just talking from a construction, st- a cash construction standpoint. You always got to re- re- remember that my mind works for like I want the good plays. These guys, these these guys that are the tournament players. I I'm trying to learn and trying to get better at them, but it's just so hard for me to just want to play the the play that's not the best. The best, you know, it's just as well. I I do think this week though there are plays like that like like I like I mentioned James Conner no one's going to play him. Derrick Henry no, no one's going to play him. I have I have a sneaky feeling that it feels gross to play Tennessee Minnesota. But I have I'm going to stack that game in a couple of tournaments. And who knows, it could hit, it might not hit, but I kind of feel like you got to go into these tournaments with the expectation that it's just who who knows, right? In cash you going with the, with the expectation you know you you want to double your money. Um. Okay. Oh, and the Lions, no running backs, no Kenny Galladay. He even said he's not 100%. If he's not 100%, even though Patrick Peters is not as good as he used to be, he should be able to handle a Kenny Galladay that's not 100%. And maybe, maybe Marvin Jones. He's going to be less than 6% owned is what we were discussing earlier on, on the Roto-Grinders show. So uh, Marvin Jones could be a, a good bring-back option there. Oh, and TJ Hawkinson, TJ Hawkinson. We talked about efficiency on the yards per route run. The only the guy checking in right behind Tyler Higby is TJ Hawk. And we can all close our eyes and just dream about that week one last year versus the Arizona Cardinals when he just ran wild. And didn't really do it again for the whole rest of the year. But he did show us that um, this was going to be a this was going to be a, a boon to start tight ends versus Arizona for the rest of that year. They've been a little bit better so far this season. It doesn't have much to do with their rookie first round pick, Isaiah Simmons, surprisingly. All right. Let's go to Dallas at Seattle. The big boy, the big, this is it guys. This is a, Jesus, is this right? Is this a 57 point over under? 
Dallas has a 26-point implied team total. Seattle has a 31-point implied team total. Here's the here's the here here here's my hot tip here. Play everybody. Yep. All right, let's move on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Denver Broncos. Tampa Bay, a 24-point implied team total. The Denver Broncos, an 18.5-point implied team total. The Denver Broncos breaking in a new quarterback here in uh, Jeff Driscoll going up against a very stout Tampa Bay defense. I like the Tampa Bay defense this week. Chris God went back this week. No one's going to play him. I don't think the Denver defense is as good as anybody has made them out to be, and Godwin is going to be out of sight, out of mind. No, nobody is going to play Chris Godwin this week. And I can just see three, 3% owned. I can see him getting open on a lot of the same routes that we saw Corey Davis getting open. And the was that the week two matchup? Was that week two or week one? Things start to blend together, but I just, I can, I, I remember some of those crossing routes, uh, some of those deeper dig, some of those dagger routes. Those are, those are routes where Godwin can win. And those are routes that Tom Brady is extremely comfortable with. So, uh, like Godwin here in this spot, I think Leonard Fournette's probably fine. I think he showed up in one. Yeah, he did. Uh, whether I'm not sure if it was on DraftKings or if it was on FanDuel, but he did show up on one of the one of the cheat sheets. Melvin Gordon, um, he, he had a bad matchup last week versus Pittsburgh, and actually came out okay. You know, with Philip Lindsay in, you could probably pivot over to him. I'm not going to do it. I think the Tampa Bay is maybe even, although Pittsburgh is. Uh, a tougher matchup just to cross the board as a defense. I think Tampa Bay is probably a just they're just a, they're a run defense that I just don't want to mess with. They run stunt more than anybody else in the league. It's just it's what Todd Bowles does, and it's what they do. With that being said, Melvin Gordon's fifty eight hundred. He's going to be probably two percent owned. So again, it's another bad play that makes you feel gross, but it could end up being could end up being helpful for you. Um, and look, if, if, if I'm, if I'm going to be paying all the way down at one of these positions for some idiot, like Josh Malone, that just got signed to the New York Jets on Tuesday or Braxton Berrios, who's basically a poor man's Trent Taylor or Trey Quinn or Chris Hogan, who is an old injury waiting to happen and just a constant practice squad and preseason journeyman for the, for the jets of all people. Why not just pay all the way down to the very minimum and get an absolute bottle rocket who'll be getting his first action for the Denver Broncos in one Mr. K.J. Hamler.
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 